Hello! My name is Daniel Francis, and this is my best friend, my girlfriend, and my co-host. Katie Ludlow, and I am a Swifty. And I am not, and this is... Our songs. Our films. Each week, we watch and rate a different Taylor Swift music video. And try to objectively judge something that is inherently and deeply subjective. Except for this week, we'll be talking about the second half of the Eras Tour. Last week, we talked about the first half. So first half or so. Go yeah. listen to that if you haven't already. As well as our journey to Vegas. And Which was a wild one. Yeah. I'm going to jump in here with some special credits and uh, trivia. Uh, Daniel has spent all day compiling all these facts for us about the Eras tour, and now, I'm so excited. Don't don't give me too much praise, because I am not a researcher, and I am not a journalist. I know how to Google, and I have Wikipedia, so... Uh, <laughs> and isn't so, that our, our main source know, on right? this podcast? <laughs> uh, so I, I, I'll say, unless I source a bit of information specifically, it's likely that I ripped it right off of Wikipedia. Uh, so uh, y'all can go see the Eras Tour Wikipedia page and read it for yourself <laughs> if you really, really want to. You can skip this part. All right. So on November 1st of 2022, Taylor announced the name for the Eras Tour. She had been like hinting like, oh, I might be coming back. Uh, she had actually delayed or canceled um, Loverfest, which was going to be her tour for Lover. Which was devastating. Uh, because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, so, again, November 1st, she announced the name for the Eras Tour, and she gave dates and locations for each concert. Now, did you, I, well, I'm sure you know, uh, it was originally going to only have 27 concerts across 20 cities. Mm-hmm. That was quickly changed. Uh, across 20 cities in the United States, uh, but the masses were not satisfied. So three days later on November 4th, eight more dates were added, bringing it to 35. But the masses were still not satisfied. I think it was more the demand seemed to be too big. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was still not enough. <laughs> uh, anyway, so a whopping 17 more dates were added a week later, bringing the total to 52 concerts. Which, which is, is... insane. Um, well, yeah, it's insane for, for, for m- most concerts. But, like, the big ones, I was as I was researching this, there's concerts that last 200 Cons- uh, or tours that last 200 concerts mm. and, and whatnot. Like uh, Ed Sheeran uh, did his Divide concert for Sheeran. two years straight. I think he was, I think his concerts, la- he had 288 dates or something like that. Wow. I that number. Good for him. So uh, to give context, uh, her last tour, Taylor's last tour, Reputation, only had 38 concerts. Um, and that doesn't even include international dates for the Eras tour, which aren't even announced yet. Was that counting the, the international reputation tours or is that just us? I can, I don't recall. I can find out. Um, yeah, reputation I found on Wikipedia, <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, uh, it concluded on November 21st, 2018 in Tokyo. And it consisted of 53 shows. So she is doing as many shows uh, uh, in the U.S. alone as she did for the entire tour of Reputation. Wow. Yeah. Good for her. Uh, For those of you who weren't there that day in the trenches waiting for Ticketmaster to give them a chance, (sighs) uh, you should count yourself lucky. 
I yeah. actually have brought in a veteran who was there on that day. <laughs> Katie. A veteran. What was it like? Oh, it was awful. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, so basically, do yeah, you want happened? the rundown? Just a quick quick rundown. Well, first of all, they were going to start the sale on the 15th. So, so you had to register as a verified fan. And and that was a measure to try to keep scammers and or, right. or scalpers. But it off was a stupid it. system. They didn't do anything to verify that you were actually a fan. You yeah. just had to sign up. Um, but I got waitlisted because there were too many. Of course. And so I didn't get the code. So the first day, I couldn't have got on if I wanted to. But the site crashed. So they pushed it to the next day, which was just for Capital One card holders. And I, I want to jump in at the end of that first day. At, even with the site crashing. They sold 2.4 million tickets. Insane. Uh, which broke Ticketmaster's record on most concert tickets sold by an artist in a single day. That's crazy. Yeah, so they pushed um, they pushed the sale to the next day. The Capital One pre-sale was supposed to be that day. And they said it's going to be the verified ticket or the verified fan sale until like 3 p.m. And then Capital One will be added to that. So it wasn't just verified fan and then Capital One. It was mm. all together. Mm. And so I got on an hour before my time. Mm-hmm. And so as soon as the time started, I was logged in. And I waited in line for an hour. And then um, when I got into like the actual, like, here's our tickets, it showed me four tickets. And it said, this is what we have. Oh. And so I just clicked on the first two I saw and clicked buy and it loaded for 11 minutes wow. and then said, sorry, someone got to these before you. And then it did it again. But this time it was for new tickets. They were mm. only releasing a couple at a time. And so th- I did that, I think, eight times where I would click on tickets and immediately click buy without even looking at the price. And at that point, they were like $800 a piece. Yeah. And immediately I would click buy and I would sit for somewhere between four to 11 minutes. Mm. And then it would say, sorry, these are these don't exist. Yeah. And how many times did that happen? Probably eight. Oh, and then and then finally it came back to because each time it would take me back to the picture of the arena and mm-hmm. it would say, these are the seats available. And it took me back to the arena and there it was all gray. And it said, sorry, there are no tickets at this time. And I just started ball and i was devastated it was an awful awful day yeah i was also on my period so that didn't help yeah to to be teased with the 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 promise of of getting a ticket yeah and it was stupid because they didn't verify actual fans they just kind of opened it up to whoever whoever had an email address (laughs) yeah and it and they they claimed that they were gonna say they were gonna give verified fans to people with lover Fest tickets first, and then people who had bought merch second, which was me. Yeah. And I didn't get it, but people who weren't those people got it, and and then I understand anyway. giving it to Loverfest tickets first because they. Lost oh, absolutely, the and tour. and I I am not I'm not too salty about like I didn't get it because I bought merch because some people can't afford merch. Some people mm-hmm. were saving money knowing she would go on tour, yeah. and so I'm not upset about that. But just the system was messed up is more my point. Up. Luckily, Daniel was my superhero that day, and I called him, and I just said, I didn't get it. And he came, and he brought me chocolate, and he took me shopping, and... Mm-hmm. Um, and we skipped rehearsal. Uh, for the show that we were in that night. For the show that we were in that night. Yeah. One more thing about controversy. 
in December of 2022, so a month after tickets were released, it was uh, so it was it was uh, released to the public that uh, FTX, the bankrupt company that used to run one of the largest cryptocurrency exchanges in the world, had been in conversation with Taylor. Um, for the Ares Tour, offering $100 million in sponsorship and a partnership to turn each ticket, or maybe specific tickets, into NFTs. I don't know what that is. NFTs stands for non-fungible tokens. I don't entirely understand what's significant about them, but it's it's a way to quote-unquote own something on the internet. Okay. I don't know all the science behind them, but they use a lot of computer processing, mm. like an astronomical amount of computer processing to create and maintain. And so it's actually actively harmful to the planet. Oof. Anyways, FTX imploded into bankruptcy uh, in November on the 11th, five or so days before tickets went on for presale. Taylor denied. Taylor Taylor declined mm. the, the the deal, uh, and I I'd, I'd be interested to live in a universe where she accepted it. And both of these controversies, Ticketmaster and FTX, just went up in flames. Went up in flames all around Taylor Swift Ugh. and the Eras tour. And I wonder what would have happened. She probably would have taken like gotten a lot more backlash maybe because she accepted that deal some things that are not controversies okay uh taylor already holds the female record for highest grossing tour in the u.s with 266 million dollars from her reputation tour with 38 dates in the u.s mm-hmm. uh and is certain to break it again if she hasn't already uh with eras there are a couple other records she could potentially break as well um, what with her five nights at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. uh, which are all sold out, by the way, mm-hmm. completely. Um, she could break the record for highest box score at a single venue in the U.S. Um, either specifically at SoFi Stadium, like their personal like record, uh, she could break uh, their record held by BTS at $33.3 million, mm. raised for their... I think three days um, at SoFi or potentially the all time record of $38.7 million, which is not that much more uh, held by Bruce Springsteen from his 10 nights at the giant stadium way back in 2003. But uh, the record for highest grossing international tour could be difficult to break. This is what I was mentioning earlier. The current holder for the record. um, the, The thing I was reading said it was, uh, Ed Sheeran with his Divide Tour. But then I went to look at, like, highest grossing tours, mm-hmm. and it was not He's Ed not Sheeran. even on he's, it. Well, he's number three. Oh, okay. Um, uh, I think that's somewhere around three. I, t- Taylor Swift was number 20 with uh, Reputation. Mm. Um, if that gives you an idea. I don't know. Reputation was huge. Or something. I don't know. I mean, to be 20 I on highest grossing. I don't remember very much about that. Anywho, uh, the current holder for that record of, of highest grossing international tour is either, depending on which way you look at it, Elton John with $817 million and counting, because he's still not finished yet. It'll He'll, he'll finish he's in still June or July. Tour. He's still on tour. Okay. It's like his, his, his last hurrah. tour. Yeah. His last hurrah. Um, and he'll, he'll finish in June or July in the okay. summer. But he's made $817 million so far. 
grossing. Um, or U2, if you account for inflation, with $887 million. But, uh, according to Billboard, in an article written in December of 2022, ticket sales for Eras will generate a gross revenue of about $591 million. But that's with the average ticket price being $215. Whoa. Um, Who's getting the Taylor Swift yeah. ticket for $215? Yeah, I wrote, I, was, yeah. I paid a down payment of $230. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's a hell of a steal. That's not the average. Uh, the cheap. So that was in December. The cheapest. I don't know how where they got that number. I don't know. I have no idea. The cheapest tickets. Maybe that was like actual like revenue for Taylor Swift. Maybe from the. T- I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the cheapest tickets started around three hundred and fifty dollars. The cheapest uh, one before Ticketmaster's fees. Yeah. Um, the cheapest one I saw the entire time I was searching was three hundred eighty-eight, and it was behind the stage. Yeah. Also, uh, Ticketmaster's fees are atrocious, and Ticketmaster is monopoly and needs to be broken up. If you are unaware of how much of a cancer Ticketmaster is to the live music and entertainment industry, I suggest you go watch John Oliver's piece on it. He did an entire episode on Ticketmaster. Mm. But uh, BuzzFeed guessed that the average price for tickets is closer to $700. Yeah. Um, That's pretty accurate. Yeah, and some of these tickets are reaching nearly $9,000 on resale websites like StubHub. Um, Holy shit. Yeah, CBS News reported that some tickets were being listed for $22,500 each. Ridiculous. But I didn't actually find evidence of this. They basically said on their article, someone on the internet said this. It may have been right when... Ticketmaster crashed yeah. and all the tickets were gone and people were frantic and yeah. they were willing to pay any price. But I'm not willing to pay. I'm not. I'm not gonna right. take out a car I, well, loan to buy I a ticket knew, to Taylor Swift. I knew that there would be people that were like, "Oh wait, I can't go. Oh wait, I bought too many. You know, yeah. and that they'd be trying to sell. So I just I waited it out. And I think a lot of people had the same idea. But there were also a lot of people who started just. Giving away their life savings yeah. for this. It's it's not worth it. But uh, Polestar... Or is it? Mm, well, I think... I mean, I give it a solid 10. I would not pay more than $400 to go. Well, I did. We, we did. So. <laughs> um, Polestar projected that the Eras Tour is likely to grow $728 million from the U.S. alone. And up to, and I quote, a mind-boggling billion dollars internationally. And I really like this quote from their article. Um, To put it another way, if Taylor Swift was a country and its economy was solely based on ticket sales, it would be the 199th largest economy on Earth equivalent to a small Caribbean nation. Now, admittedly, there's only 216 nations on the list for, for gross domestic product on Wikipedia, uh, but being compared to a sovereign state at all is a phenomenal feat. So, oh, yeah. Uh, but all these numbers are completely conjecture and projection. We won't know the actual totals until probably a couple months after Curtain Falls for the last time on the Eras tour. Costume design. This is a little bit of uh, just credits. Um, the costumes and props for Taylor and the other dancers were made by a lengthy list of big names in fashion. And here are some of those names. Uh, and the work that went into these costumes. These I found in, on Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. You know uh, that gown that she came out for uh, Speak Now in? 
Well, that single dress took over 350 hours of handwork at Murad. Um, these are all fancy fashion labels, so I oh, probably yeah. have their names Name wrong. Or, or can't can't say their names right. Uh, but, uh, and the bodysuit she wore for Midnight's. Which, by the way, she's worn at multiples. least two, if not three, of those. Um, I can't, I don't know if it's for, it was listed as singular, so, mm. on, on, on Wikipedia, the bodysuit. So mm. I don't know if it's just one or if this is kind of okay. for both of them. Okay. But th- at maybe one, probably two, I don't know. Had more than 5,300 beads and crystals put on the dress by hand at Oscar de la Renta. Uh, so, yeah, costumes. And, oh, and, and there are plenty, plenty of other huge names um, that are uh, involved in the tour. The last thing I want to get into is just a couple tributes that have already happened to Taylor Swift. Um, in Glendale, Arizona, where she opened, uh, they temporarily changed the name of that city during her stop there to Swift City, which is, I think, relatively commonly known. I heard about that before I Swift went city. to the, to the yeah. show. Um, and then uh, Las Vegas displayed light shows inspired by her palettes from the era's down Las Vegas Boulevard, uh, which is cool. Not as impressive as the next one. Arlington, Texas, renamed the road in front of the stadium to Taylor Swift Way for the weekend she was there, even going so far as to replace the road signs. Wow. Um, which <laughs> any city replacing road signs is huge. <laughs> Unheard of. <laughs> Unheard of. Uh, uh, but uh, they also gave her a key to the city, and the Arlington Museum of Art announced that it will host an exhibit completely focused on Taylor Swift's career, and that exhibit will run from June 2nd to September 24th of this year. Hey, baby. You want to go to Arlington? Let's go to Arlington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then in Tampa, Florida, uh, Taylor got another key to the city, and the mayor invited Taylor to be the city's honorary mayor for the day. Wow. Uh, mayor... Dr. Mayor Taylor 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 Allison Swift. Uh, They'll also be lighting their downtown bridges in red. Uh, And I'm sure this list is only going to grow. Is mayor like a lifelong term? No. No, 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 no. Or not term, sorry. A lifelong, like, title. Um, no, I don't think so. Also, I I looked up... I found found how they do the uh, wristbands. How? Uh... So it's a technology called PixMob, P-I-X-M-O-B, uh, because it's pixels from the mob of people. <laughs> um, the wristbands we got uh, at the gate use a technology called PixMob, made by the Montreal-based company Eski Incorporated. The basic premise of the tech is that there are infrared projectors that shine infrared light onto the crowd, and depending on what quote-unquote color of infrared hits the receiver on Mm. the wristband, the band will behave differently. This technology isn't even that new anymore. It was originally introduced at the Microsoft Kinect launch in June of uh, of 2010. Wow. Um, But yeah, they can essentially project an image onto the crowd and the wristbands will will interpret what they are what light they're receiving that's crazy. and then turn it into visible light that is insane it's pretty cool and 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 
I, I had kind of come to the conclusion, I was just trying to find the the projectors. I don't know where they were or what they looked like, but um, that it had to have used something like that because we weren't, we weren't like, oh, this is your seat number. Let me find your right mm-hmm. wristband for you. Um, I never would have come to that conclusion. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's really wow. cool. Okay, well, let's jump into the second half of the era's tour. So last week, uh, we went through everything, the first 19 songs. Um, so that's uh, the first, I can't remember how many eras, but through Speak Now. So we're starting with Red. Um, there was kind of a weird uh, intro to the Red era. Yeah, I was. A, this is one part that I was not put off about, but like confused (laughs) i was too and i was like i don't love this but i also i knew it was red coming because it was all red um and it reminded me of the red tour like the the campiness of it that's how the whole red tour felt and that's the concert Mm -hmm. i went to so i was like oh it's like (laughs) it's memories so I wasn't mad about it. Yeah. I wasn't um, mad about it either. No. So basically what happened is Wild Taylor went backstage to change out of her great big ball gown from Speak Now. Um, one of the dancers. One of the dancers came out with a great big box, a great big red box. Like a like a, a stage a stage crate. Yeah. I think is what they're the, if, yeah, 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 yeah. The one that Taylor, not the one, but like the one that Taylor hid inside of to avoid paparazzi that one time. Yep. <laughs> um, That's a cool story. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, a dancer came out with one of those, and basically this is all like mime work. So mm-hmm. she like brings it out and she like presents it, and the audience is kind of confused, but we all cheer, and she goes and around she, what, what, it. How? What is she dressed like? She's just wearing the regular costume that all the dancers are going to be wearing. Okay. Um, you hear the you hear the music before she opens it. And she goes over to it. And she's like, "What is it's this?" Like and then muffled. she opens it, that, and that you can hear it all the way. Yeah. Um, and she's like, "Whoa, what? What is this? Should I open it again?" Uh, and then she goes over and opens it again. Another song plays. She slams it shut. Yeah. Opens it again. Another song plays. I, I say that I started Taylor Swift with Red, and then I got on with like like really got on with 1989. Uh-huh. But I don't I don't know the songs to by heart, oh. especially after all this time. I, so I knew so what when they all when were, they were but... like opening and closing the the, the chest, yeah, so quickly, you heard I was like, like What's going everything on? has, and that's all you heard. Yeah. So so like if you if you know it by heart, then you know the songs. But like yeah. if you're if you're a casual fan, you probably didn't catch them all. Anyway, then she spins the box around it's so anticlimactic the the drums roll and and the music is like crescendoing and she opens it and the lights dim (laughs) so yeah this is this is probably one of the 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 weaker transitions it definitely Um, was and yeah this 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 one one. this one was was cute funny to a degree it, it was definitely an homage to to red the kitschiness of red uh but uh it was it was not well done i'd say it was weird <laughs> <laughs> but anyway we're um, spending too much time on this transition yeah, yeah uh we start red with 22 um and taylor comes out in her classic 22 outfit um but this time the t-shirt instead of saying not a lot going on at the moment says a lot going on at the moment 
And let me tell you, mm-hmm. that was enough to break me down. Seriously? I was just like... <laughs> because things have changed. Because things have changed. And I, I think the way that I worded it to my mom when I told her this was... Or maybe it was Jermaine. I can't remember. But when I explained this to someone, I said... Yeah, a lot is going on at the moment. <laughs> Meaning like you were at Taylor Swift's concert, there was a lot going on, or or like a lot in the world is happening right now. <laughs> a lot in Taylor's career. Okay, because for me, it was a lot in the world is happening right now. <laughs> no, no, no. So, so uh, we'll, we'll get to what the shirt is when we get to that music video. Okay. Um, it has a lot of meaning behind it. Um, anyway, so that was enough She's, to... She just wiped her eye. She was crying. <laughs> I was I not crying. Yeah, I was were. itchy. Anyway, so... So uh, she comes out in that, and um, there's crazy flashing red lights. Um, the dancers all come out in crazy... Not crazy. Just really sparkly red outfits. Um, and it's just a fun song. They're just vibing together as a friend group. Mm-hmm. And they, they just basically like strut together up and down the stage. But then it at the very end of the song they do a kick line and it's so cute (laughs) it's so out of place for this song but it's cute it's cute it's a moment um did you did you not do a kick line you're not 22 yet are you no you are you are 22 have you not done oh that was the other thing there were so many things making me cry about this song the first thing was a lot going on at the moment and i was like oh my god yeah there is the second thing was I saw this song performed on the Red Tour 10 years ago. When when Taylor Swift. When Taylor Swift was 22 and I was 12 years old. And now I'm 22 years old. And I was like, it's all full circle. And I'm seeing this at 22 years old. I I hope that you felt 22 at this. I felt so 22. It actually hit me like halfway through. I, for some reason, thought I was 23. Mm -hmm. And then, and I was like, man, this would be such a good song if I was 22. And then I was like, oh, shit. (laughs) That's like me. I I felt like I was 24 for (laughs) the majority of the year that I was 23. I get confused when the year changes because I was born in 2000. So I always know my year based on, or my age based on the year. And so as soon as the next year kicks in, I think i'm the next year and mm-hmm. then i'm so confused the whole time yeah we go straight from 22 into we are never ever getting back together um but uh taylor's people come up behind her and they just rip off her t-shirt which is uh it was it was cool it was cool um and now she's wearing a short sparkly jumpsuit uh with like tank top straps and it's ombre from like a deep red down to black on her shorts Mm -hmm. and um anyway this one it it was a fun song yeah there was was a blast and 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 the dancers came out and they were just partying it up with her oh yeah yeah like like i red was such a just a fun time it It was was just a lot of partying it was a very friendship based vibe Mm -hmm. i mean except for all too well but like that one's its own thing yeah and and one of my favorite moments in the entire uh, concert is this one coming up uh, in this in and we are never ever getting back together um, because um, we talked about how how like her her dancers are an eclectic group of a whole bunch of different mm-hmm. like types of people and body types and and probably genders and and sexualities mm-hmm. and whatnots um, 
And and so uh, she does that bit where she's like on the phone and she says, "Yeah, I'm." And I'm. He said, "Like, let's get back together." And oh my I said, god, I still n- love you. And uh, I said, "We are never getting back together." And then she takes her microphone and puts it right in the face of 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 one of her her guy dancers, who's like very obviously probably gay. Um, I'm pretty sure he is. I I've seen him on TikTok a few times. Yeah, and he said, "Like." Ever, <laughs> it was like ever, like ever. And I don't remember it was, how he said it was it so. Show, I love like, seeing videos dripping like with with sass and emotion, and it was so good. It was iconic, and it was great that she handed that to somebody else and not herself. It was I know, great. I know, like ever, and he he slayed it. He slayed, he it. slayed the moment. Can I say that he slayed it? You can say he slayed it. Okay, good. We move on to I knew you were trouble. There wasn't a lot that went on in this one. It was it was the same vibe of just like having a good time dancing. I mean, it was a, an amazing yeah. number, but like there's not a lot to say because it was just dancing. Just dancing. Um, but I I did notice the the stage was lined with like smoke machines, mm-hmm. and so it's, but, there was a lot of smoke shot. But in this this, this smoke machine was more of a uh, like a yeah yeah yeah. It wasn't like, like, like a, a fog. like a jet. It was more like a Right. Very quick thing. Right. right. So they, they shot a bunch of that around the edges of the stage for this number. I don't know if that had been done before this or if it happens after this, but I, I was just trying to come up with things to say about this one. Gotcha. And I was like, I don't, I don't there's think, smoke. I'm not sure that it was used beforehand. Mm. Um, and then... And then uh, the, she, she, she the dancers all leave. She Taylor gets her... Guitar. She's in a red uh, like cloak. Yeah, like they they bring robe. out like a, a sparkly red trench coat for her to put on over her thing. I thought it was like a like a robe. Mm-mm. It was a trench coat. It's a trench coat. It's got like the collar and she buttons it. Hmm. Um. Anyway, it and it's like floor length and. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's why I thought it was a robe. Uh, and she gets a, a big sparkly red mic and yeah 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 and, and her mic stands uh sparkly all red. But she started playing all too well the ten minute version, which was amazing. It was such a good time to just scream that song with all those Swifties. I've said that so many times, but that is the quintessential Swifty song, and and everyone was just there there for it anyway um, I, I thought it was it was wonderful it, it didn't feel like it was 10 minutes long um no it's a that's the power of that song is it it doesn't feel yeah it's it's a very good a very well-paced song and it's got enough going on that you're not like well i mean it doesn't I, i'm i'm not as familiar with it, with it as you are um but aside from like the chorus mm-hmm. it it felt like there was constantly new. Lines. Well, she does like, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and then she does like a first bridge, and then she does. Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember. It's it one of those things. I, I I like ten minute long songs as long as they have like progression in them. It reminds me of Bohemian Rhapsody, where there's just always new things. Yeah. Anywho. When we when we get to all too well, then we can talk about how it's constructed. So we move on to the next era after she finishes um, All Too Well. Yeah, so after she sings All Too Well, the lights go out and she leaves. Um, and uh, we hear her voice and she is reciting the lyrics to Seven, which I 
thought I would hate, and I loved it. The she, song or the, the the recitation? Yes. Okay. So, um, Taylor usually has a moment in the show where she's, she recites a poem, mm-hmm. and I've always hated it. Really? I've always felt like it was cringy. Like, pretentious or cringy? Not pretentious, but I just am like, uh, but I, I, I don't hate it enough that I'm like against it, but I'm just like, I feel uncomfortable during it. Yeah. And... But I liked this. And maybe it was because I knew Seven and I knew the lyrics, but I didn't, like, know them until I, like, heard them spoken. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I enjoyed it. Um, but while that was recited, they there were dancers. Well, the, 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 rest, the, the thing that was recited was, like, uh, what, what was it? It was, like, our our stories, our songs will be, will be have us. Will it, pass it's down, like, it's lyrics. It's I lyrics. know it's lyrics, oh, but, so like, what, says, is, what is it? Passed down like folk songs. Our love lasts so long. Yeah. But she, the, she said it. She said, passed down like folk songs. Our love lasts so long. And then that's when like everything happened. Yeah. Um, and I really liked it. And, and there was like lyrical dancers on the stage while while that was being recited. And, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. It was, it fit. It didn't feel like, and now a poem. <laughs> like mm-hmm. it was, it, it fit the vibe. But um, when she finished, uh, the the screen uh, showed uh, a forest, but this time it wasn't like an old forest like Evermore. It was yeah. like it was it was small trees and and it was lighter and there were fireflies and it was it was kind of cutesy. And, mm-hmm. um, anyway, uh, the folklore house from the twenty twenty one Grammys. I'm sure it's a different one, but it was. It, was constructed the same inspired by um came out and and this is actually really cool so the garage door door thing at the back Mm -hmm. only goes up so high i'm sure it's very tall when Mm -hmm. you're actually down there but with the kinds of set pieces that they're bringing in and out Mm -hmm. um they are bigger than the door and so uh the whole house is on either pistons or a jack of some sort and 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 so the steps that lead up to it collapse. The the house descends oh, I and, and hits that. down to the ground, uh, and it all rolls out. So so like it comes out on the ground and then raises up. I forgot about on, that. On, on basically on stilts. Yeah, it's, it was really cool. And and Taylor is on the roof. It's it's the same as the Grammys where she starts on the roof. The roof is very mossy. Was, sorry. Um and and there's a little entrance from the roof into the house, but the the front of the house is open, so you can see in. Mm-hmm. It's just a little. It's very open. It's yeah. it's like it's the idea of a cottage. Right. And the the chimney had smoke. I noticed that when it. I was watching videos today. I hadn't noticed that when we watched oh, I, it. I noticed it first thing it was great it was cute um and i do believe you said something about it i did but i didn't understand what you were saying to the me chimney, the chimney the chimney <laughs> i was like yeah as a chimney chill but i understand now <laughs> anyway um taylor's on the house she's in this really flowy light pink like a dress. hippie dress is what i interpreted it as i wouldn't say hippie but i could have sworn i i I, she could have been on mushrooms dancing to new wave we have such different maybe it's because i've seen so many (laughs) videos and close-up clips of the dress 
that I, I know that that's not what it is, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Um, anyway, it's really flowy. Um, it has kind of, it's, it's very elegant too, I feel like. And it has um, what I can only describe as a cape, but it, it's elegant. It's not. A cape? A cape. All right. She she uses it a few times when she sings um, as like wings That's why I say or... she's a hippie. No. She's not a hippie. the 70s with all her flowy stuff and long, no. long hair. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So she sings Invisible String. She sings Invisible String and she's she's glowing and it's beautiful. Um, And partway through that song, she uh, sits up and walks down into the house and um and then she goes straight into betty which is one of my all-time favorite songs i have the funniest picture of me the first time i listened to it where i am just crying so hard i show it to people and they literally go oh because (laughs) i'm like red in the face crying yeah she Uh, does but uh she sings betty and she she has her guitar at this point she's standing in the house um playing her guitar and singing this song and it was magical to to hear it and and daniel got a really cute video of the people in front of us they all had their arms around each other and they were like swaying back and forth Mm -hmm. just like having a good time and And, and they were like they were like like middle-aged women yeah it was really cute um anyway she she sings from uh inside the house and then she eventually comes down the stairs i believe right before the final chorus Mm -hmm. um I believe. I know it's right before the final chorus. I believe. I, you're just trying to act cool about it. <laughs> no, I, I know it. I've seen that video so many times. Yeah. Um, and she sits down on the staircase and um, her backup singers are sitting on the edges of the staircase mm-hmm. and she sings with them and she's just having the time of her life yeah. and like really vibing with her friends. It's really cute. That song goes straight into the last great American dynasty. Which I understand why it's the backup singers who were hanging out with her for that one because everyone else the dancers come out in like huge dresses Mm -hmm. and outfits the song is about the history of holiday house which is the name of the house that she owns in rhode island okay um and it's about a a woman named rebecca black and her husband bill um and so all the dancers come out in in Uh, ball gowns like ball gowns and 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 whatnot right and I don't know if it's I don't I wouldn't know what what time period it would be. It's not Regency, but maybe it's, Victorian. Or it's not that late. It's not, it's, that, it's not that old. No, late. no, no, no. Fifty years from when Taylor bought it to when Rebecca died, so early nineteen hundreds probably. Okay. Um. Anyway, so they they all dance, and and there's one couple that's prominent in the dance that are portraying Rebecca and Bill. Is that the blue dress? The blue dress. Okay. And um, at, in the first chorus, they go up into the house and and dance in there. And then uh, Bill Bill passes away. So Bill leaves. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rebecca comes back down and dances on the stage. And then the second chorus, she goes back up and dances by herself. Still very happily. She's not, like, mourning or anything. Um, and then she comes back down to dance on the stage again. And Taylor, this whole time, is on the staircase. Um, and so then when Rebecca goes back up for the final time, Taylor says, and then it was bought by me right as Rebecca passes her and they, they stop and they look at each other and they have a moment and they nod 
And then Rebecca goes up into the house and Taylor comes down the staircase. So she's on the stage now. Mm -hmm. Um, And Rebecca dances for a minute in the house and then she goes up onto the roof where Taylor started. Um, And it's really cute. I really liked it. Um, The next song that happens is August and Taylor's just chilling on the stage. She's just frolicking and it doesn't feel choreographed. It's very natural, um, flowy. Um, she does, and I've seen this in multiple performances, so I think this is a choreographed part. She runs to one side of the stage and, like, reaches out. Yeah. And then, like... Like, collapses. Oh, collapses. Yeah. And then she runs to the other side of the stage and does the same thing. And it's yeah. I, it's kind of cute. I like it. I It feels like like that cliche, weird, interpretive dance stuff. You don't know I what don't. the song's about. The song uh, but is the dance move. <laughs> the song is a part of a love triangle. So there's a love triangle between uh, a boy named Betty. James, Betty, and a girl named Augustine. And so um, James and Betty were dating, and James cheated on Betty with Augustine. And August is Augustine's song, where she's saying she was in love with him, but he was never hers. Yeah, and. And so she's like longing for him and wanting him to come back, but she knows that she had to lose him because she never owned him, and it's just it's sweet, it's mm-hmm. longing, and so that it it fit. Anyway, um, it goes straight into um illicit affairs, and it's just the bridge, which makes a little bit of sense because August August is about a love affair right? uh-huh uh-huh illicit affairs illicit affairs wait so that was just a bridge it was just the bridge because she just sang that don't call me kid don't call me baby that part and i listen i'm not saying that all of folklore sounds the same but i'm not very good at pinpointing what song is which because i listen to them all in one clump and so they're all the same to me yeah and so it took me until the song ended to figure out what song it was but she, she sang the bridge, like, four times. And the screens that were, like, showing close-ups of Taylor went black and white. Because she's singing, You showed me colors you know I can't see with anyone else. So, it's black and white. Anyway, okay. she's, she's, like, on the stage, like, kneeling. Kind of like, I don't know. She looks disheveled and clawing at herself. Rending her and, clothes and... Right. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Illicit Affairs. Right. So that was that. Wait, she sings the... the. I can't remember this. She sang the bridge ten times? Not ten times. It felt like ten times. Oh. No, she just sang it like twice, maybe three times. But there's... In the bridge, she sings, Don't call me kid. Don't call me baby. Twice or three times. Oh, so And so like then it felt like a million times because she sang Why the bridge so many times. Why do you think she really times. the bridge? Not the not a chorus, not the song, not the... I don't know. Okay. I mean, maybe... I would say time, but then she just sang that one part a million times. She could have sang the whole song, so... Yeah. I don't know, maybe she just wanted to drive that home for All right. some reason. Then um, moving on to the next song. My Tears Ricochet. Um, So we have... I think it kind of went quiet between Illicit Affairs and My Tears Ricochet. Taylor Stood or something, I don't really remember. Um... But you hear the the ooze, and it gets kind of ominous. I actually thought for a second that she was going to jump back to Evermore and do <laughs> No Body, No Crime. And that was mostly just my heart wanting that to yeah. be the case. Um, but it ended up being My Tears Ricochet, which is a song about a funeral. Um, 
And so a whole bunch of dancers came out in in black funeral attire and they kind of did like a a funeral procession march down the stage. Mm-hmm. It was that was pretty much it. The the imagery on the screen was like this that I remember this now. Yeah. It was it was uh You got really excited about that for some reason. I just thought it was an interesting You're like, concept. <gasps> You were crying over the littlest thing. I, don't, I know. Don't don't well, I'm criticize. Not, I'm not me judging. Getting a I'm not judging. But I was. It. I was like, oh yeah. <laughs> I just. I didn't understand it. It obviously. It was cool. Hit you. It was. I, I, it wasn't. It didn't touch me. Okay. It was just cool. Right. That like, hey, look the 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 tears are the candle flame. And yeah, that's true. There was there was like a lot of water imagery and then there was a candle and then the candle flame was water. Well, the the the, the there was a so so it's it was a close up of Taylor's face, I think, mm-hmm. and she cried. There was a tear that ran down uh, on fell off her chin or something and mm-hmm. and then that teardrop looked like it um there was a candle with a, a light with a an orange flame like a flame flame mm-hmm. um and the the teardrop flew past and hit the the wick and it extinguished the candle flame right and then that same candle the 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 flame turned into water at that point right and it was cool it was, it was an interesting cool. it was interesting it was kind of cool um yeah so so that was my tears ricochet and then yeah. uh, Cardigan there, finished off the trilogy. Yeah, there wasn't a lot that went on, but it's it's her single from the album, so she had she had to sing it. Yeah. Um, but she finishes the song by walking up the stairs to the house, and the lights go out when she's in the house. Yep. So so the house disappears and uh, descends and, and rolls back. I'm not sure what the transition here was. Um, I guess it goes into midnight's. No, uh, 1989. That's right. Um, I, I can't recall. I don't remember. But they did have these light up LED bikes. Maybe that was the transition. That's right. They just started riding around yeah. for a while. It was and really cool. Daniel was so pumped about it. I was like, hey, they're I, riding yeah, bicycles. They were the, cool. They were really cool. And, 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 and the frames of the bikes looked like they were made out of fluorescent tubes it was really cool yeah it was cool they, um, they were like glowing blue yeah um and uh style was the song that she started 1989 with is that harry style? that is the speculation okay um i've actually seen clips of her dancing to that song and she's doing this dance move that is like the harry styles dance move and everyone's hmm. like she did it on purpose. Okay. I don't know if she did or not. All right. Anyway, um, she's wearing a two-piece uh, magenta outfit with uh, lots of sparkly jewels hanging off of it. I'm sure that they took a lot um, of time to make. Yeah, it, it reminded me of like a flapper dress, but not because it's a two-piece. It's yeah. like a, a bra and... Was it a skirt? I think it was a skirt. Yeah, but it, it looked like what she wore on the 1989 tour but pink and then she had matching ankle boots to go with it um but yeah and that was and well what was really cool about about this um they came out with the bikes uh and and there were a whole bunch of them there were like six or so bikes that were Mm. you know riding around the stage in circles and whatnot like a like those uh, have you seen those videos of synchronized motorcycle riding yeah um it was not nearly as impressive as that, but it, it was cool. It was cool. Um, it was choreographed. It was choreographed. 
And and uh, then the so we've mentioned that the stage in this the, the center stage can rise up. They they were on scissor lifts, mm-hmm. uh, but separate parts of it could. Well, um, there were three pillars that rose up with gaps in the middle, and so then they would ride their bikes between all the gaps and whatnot. Yeah, which honestly was pretty dangerous because there were there were I mean there were a lot of them. There were a lot of there were a lot of them, and but the, also the scissor lift, it's. It's you could you could fall into it. Yeah, yeah, um, that's true. And that's not good, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, not good at all. No, yeah. So, but uh, yeah, it was really cool. It and, was cool. And then they 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 ditched the bikes onto one platform that went down into the stage. Mm-hmm. And they took them off. I'm but surprised you remember that. I remember basically nothing from that song. I think I was jamming so hard during 1989. Oh, I don't remember the song. I remember the bikes. <laughs> I don't remember them. I was I was jamming so hard during this era that I remember very little. I just was dancing. There was uh there were other things that came out like um I remember they were the glow up um golf clubs oh, that, that came counts. out for Blank Space. Yeah, so Blank Space is the next song. Um and uh taylor is singing whatever i don't know what she does in the beginning but at some point she steps onto the middle platform and it lifts her up mm-hmm. and the screens so so these these platforms that rise up on the front of them there are more led screens yeah so so the screen on the platform that she was on um is showing um the boxes from look what you made me do again was it yeah yeah and uh, except for this time, it's only 1989 era tailors that are inside of these boxes, and they're singing along with her. They're not like trapped in the boxes; oh. they're like part of the experience. Okay. Um, but they're singing along with her, and so they're all singing "Blank Space," and um, the stage is getting taller, shorter, taller, shorter, taller, shorter, and eventually, um, all the platforms on the stage in the center of the stage rise up. And the screen shows a car. A specific model of a car. Really? It's the same one as in the music video. Oh, is it? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I wouldn't know. I, I could not tell you what the model is. I think it might be a Porsche or something. I don't know. I'm or, or, impressed or, that you or, know or, that. Or a Mercedes. Not a Mercedes Benz. What's the, what's the car that James Bond drives? An Aston Martin. There you go. Um, wow. I'm impressed that you know that. Yeah, so so there's a car. I told you I liked 1989. <laughs> I, I didn't doubt it, but wow, I didn't know that you knew the car. Um, it was an iconic car. It was. It was a nice car. Yeah. Um, Anyways, but yeah, they in bring the music out, video they break it up. Yeah, so they bring out light up golf clubs that match the the bikes, and um, she's on top and she hits the car and the the image of the car on the screen so 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 all of her backup dancers are 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 have these golf clubs and they they like they they wind up and they hit on a specific beat and then the right. image of the car changes right so it looks like they're actually like beating up beating the it up and taylor's on top so she's like like stomping it from on it or something the top yeah it's it's pretty cool it was really well done and there were dancers on the back beating up the the other side of the car oh, was there another side of the car as well? yeah yeah i yeah, couldn't yeah. see it I've, I've seen videos of it that's okay. the only reason i know um probably for all those people who are stuck on the side of the yeah. stage yeah <laughs> Sucks to suck. Sucks to suck. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Sorry. <laughs> I would <laughs> they, not want to pay those tickets. <laughs> no. They beat up the car. Um, and then Shake It Off happens. And this was probably... Just a party. One of my favorite parts of the concert. Not because anything crazy happened, but because I danced my ass off. Yeah. 
I don't know if this was on my songs I'll go batshit for, but I went batshit. I don't think it was. Well, maybe it was. I don't know. I don't know. You didn't really share that list with me quite as much as you shared the ones that you'll cry at. <laughs> I'm going to look. But yeah, no, we, we were dancing. A, a it was super fun. fun. I danced so hard. I actually got sore in my like sides because I was shaking so hard. Wow. <laughs> I was shaking my, my booty. The booty. The booty. Songs will go batshit for it. Mr. Perfectly Fine, Shake It Off, Shake Karma, it. You Belong With Me, Love Story, Antihero, Long Story Short, and Paris. Anyway, Shake It Off was amazing, fun, phenomenal. It was It was a lot of it fun. It was a lot of fun. I mean, that's a reason that Shake It Off was literally everywhere for many, many, I, many, many, many years. For a long time. It still is. <laughs> for a long time, I was like ugh shake it off that one's so cliche i wouldn't say cliche it's just overdone it's overdone but lately i've just been like so what it's so fun. I, you know what i think your opinion of me has changed the way that i look at a lot of songs yeah. because i think i've just taken on like the swifty perspective where everyone hates shake it off so i hate it too but then i'm like no, this song is so fun and I love it. And so yeah. I've I've gotten a lot better about that. Enjoy art. Exactly. Thank you. Art. <sighs> I have a whole thing about that, but we won't get into it. So after Shake It Off. Um, oh, wait, wait, no, there's, there's, there's one specific part in Shake It Off that I really, really liked. Yeah. Um, it's so, so one of her other dancers, one of the other guys, he had long hair. And, uh, and... At one of the parts where like like it gets like quiet and she says shake 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 right I don't remember uh-huh. right. um she points at him and they're 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 all at the the far end of the stage and she and he he throws his hair down and on shake it, he does a full like whip of his hair so every <laughs> every shake shake whip shake whip shake whip that's insane it was great it was phenomenal. I love that it I was... missed a lot of what was happening because I was dancing too yeah. hard. But that's so incredible. It's so great, and I, I love that. I think those might be be the parts of the of the concert that made me feel like I could not respect, but like like Taylor as like as Taylor Swift, not as an artist, but as Taylor Swift as a human being, as a human being, because of the way that she could have fun with her dancers. Um, the next song was "Wildest Dreams." It was just a section of it. Um, and the the screen here was showing a lot of of like cinematic imagery. Yeah, uh, it was it was a lot of yeah yeah. <laughs> that was not me being gross. No, there was there was like uh, Taylor like writhing around on some bed sheets. And she wasn't was... writhing. She was curled up in them, and then you saw her hand like grip them, which is like very. Clearly. inherently sexual inherently for sure sexual. <laughs> but but like you see so She's the not, first thing it's not it's not a porno on no the, screen, the first thing but... you see is a hand gripping sheets yeah. and then the song goes almost all the way through before you see that it's taylor yeah and she's just laying in bed and seemingly and at one time at one point you see her hand intertwined with um what looks to be a man's hand it's, it's a black hand black person's hand it looks like a man's is it hand is it Leith ashley i hope so um anyway so yeah uh that's pretty much it uh the sheets burn at the end of the song oh yeah is that significant 
Okay. I don't know. Um, well, I mean, we go into Bad Blood, which there was a uh, lot of fire imagery in Bad Blood. That's true. So Bad Blood was a fun they, song. Right. They repeat the bridge of Wildest Dreams, I think, twice. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, but they repeat it. And um, it kind of like gets slowed. Um, and then we hear the Bad Blood music. Um, this was a blast. Oh my gosh. It was amazing. They had red strobe lights and red lasers um they had fire so they they uh, they brought the lover house back on the screen but this time there wasn't like color to it it was it was it just was the the wood of it all the, the shell the shell of it. and it was on fire with blue flames which later became like full-on like just red like yeah. it was just on fire it was like a, it was a gas stove and then and then it, it went up in flames. Right. And then not only did the screen show flames, but we felt them. So my my six-year-old brother's favorite song is Bad Blood, like of all time. He's not a Taylor Swift fan, but he loves Bad Blood. Yeah. So when this song started, I was frantic to get Daniel to start recording. And I would not have had you record this otherwise, but I am so glad. Thank you, Canon, for loving this song. Mm-hmm. Because Daniel's recording this song and... <laughs> So there were uh, little like fire shooters. Um, Not little. And, well, there were little ones up by Taylor, and then there were four on on each corner of the uh, on the of, on the huge like light trees that right. were holding all the lights out in the on right. The, in the, there in were the huge ones, field. and so um, they shot up, and they were like almost eye level with us yeah we we're like in the nosebleeds nose and they were like we could feel the heat it, almost immediately it, it, yeah it, it was something that i had not i was not prepared for and had not experienced before that kind of yeah like sudden heat like like i've been to bonfires right. and like but it, it it was just not quite as noticeable right. like okay anyway anyway um, so that I happened have, all over the, uh, the the place i have the funniest video I thought you were going to swear. <laughs> no, it is the funniest video. So Daniel's recording and, and he's just, you know, he's he's a little cinematographer. So the whole time he's he's like zooming in and out. He's focusing. He's finding the interesting things. Yeah. And as the fire starts, <laughs> I don't even, I can't even do it. <laughs> you screamed. um, and, and you zoomed out to show the fire and mm. you... <laughs> You just kept going, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> you go, I can feel it! It's so hot! It was so funny. It was, it was, it was impressive. It I was amazing. It. It's I watch that video at least once a day because it makes me laugh. Um, Anywho. But after uh, the bad blood, Bam. black, everything goes dark. Mm-hmm. Taylor's gone. Um, and she walks out to the front, walks out to the front, which is, um, this is like her B stage moment. This is where normally she would have gone to a B stage, but because the stage is so big here, she just goes to the middle of the field, right? Which is the, the very, very front of Uh, the stage. I dare say it's the equivalent of a B stage because she rarely goes out there. Right. So she goes, she goes down there and she's now wearing, they, they've put just a dress over what she was wearing. So she, she, you can still kind of see it when she moves certain ways, but, um, like what she was wearing underneath, Mm -hmm. but she's wearing like a, um, a flowy high low maroon dress with a slit up the leg. Um, there's shoulder cutouts and, um, it's 
really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's got her guitar with her. And she comes to the front of the stage and she tells everyone that she thought it would be a really fun idea if every night at every performance she just sang whatever she was feeling that night. And for in this in this section here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she I believe every night she's sang one guitar song and one piano song, which I love. And so um she's she's talking about this and whatever, and we have no idea what the song is gonna be. And we are so lucky, Daniel. We're blessed. We got a debut song. Not everyone had a debut song. So we got a taste of every we single We got a era. taste of every single era. This was the only debut song that she sang and Guess what? This was the first Taylor Swift song I ever heard. Mm-hmm. And I heard it because I was in a children's choir. We did a Taylor Swift medley, and I had a solo, and this song was my solo. Oh, that's cute. And so when she started it, I cried a little bit. I don't think I cried hard, but I cried a little bit. And is this uh, where our namesake is from? No. Oh. It's that is Death by a Thousand Cuts. She sings, our songs, our films, united we stand. But she did perform that one a a week or so after we went to the concert. Okay, never mind. Um, And she messed up and she had to sing it again. Oops. (laughs) It was was really cute. Um, Anyway, uh, so she sang our song, which has always been a favorite of mine. Maybe just because it's my first introduction to her, but I loved it. Um, And then she went to the piano and, uh, well, first of all, I just have to say, on the way to the concert... I said to Daniel, I will be happy no matter what she sings, but there are two songs that I do not want her to sing, and they are Coney Island and Snow on the Beach. I don't know why. I really don't like those songs. Mm-hmm. They, like, make me angry. Wow. Maybe just because I'm a brat. And you're, you, you can't let someone... Enjoy something that I hate. Exactly. Taylor goes to the piano. She sits down and she says, "Um, someone I've collaborated with recently is Lana Del Rey. And she's talking about her new (laughs) album and stuff. And And Well, she says specifically, I'm going to mention this. This is not, I'm not doing guests on this. There is no one here. No one is going to come out. out. (laughs) Please don't get the wrong idea because she didn't want the crowd to go insane. Because we would have. Yeah. We would have gone insane. Um, But uh, yeah, so she's talking about Lana Del Rey. and And I knew what song it was. And I was like, this is karma. God heard me say that I didn't want snow on the beach. And he said, take that. Anyway. That's 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 the thing that God cares about. Is, right. Uh, Karma. It, well, is, is that you didn't want to listen to this one song <laughs> of Taylor's. And... I will say, I very much enjoyed it when it was on the piano and acoustic. Mm-hmm. And I wish it was like that every time. I don't like the production of it. Um, but anyway, it doesn't matter. She sang it. It was, it was really pretty. Um, and the piano was pretty. It had flowers painted on it. Um, and then she stood up and she walked to the middle of the stage, the middle of the, of the, what we're calling the B stage and she dived. Mm -hmm. So the, the floor looks like it's water and a trap door opens up. We could see this all because we were up high and and it's very obvious. A trap door was And as she dived and as though she were jumping into right. a swimming pool. And I just have to say, leading up to the concert, I didn't have social media because I didn't want any spoilers. And then that night, we went to the hotel and I downloaded Twitter because I had a lot to say about the concert. And the first tweet I saw was Maddie. And she said, 
the dive will never not be funny. And I was like, what are you talking about? It was so well done. But I've seen so many videos from so many angles and it looks awful. Really? We just had a really good angle. <laughs> <laughs> does does it just look like she does like a belly flap or something? <laughs> yeah, it looks yeah. really bad. I was I was thinking it might look awkward. Well, cuz there's de- there's there's got to be like a, a a pad for her to land on down mm-hmm. there. But if she were to swan dive, she would hit it head first. Right. And that's that's not that's not comfy, no matter right. how cushioned it is. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it's. It was. It was. I was like, wow, that was inspired. But I, I think it's kind of silly. I, I yeah, it, it, I I can definitely see it looking like a like like a kid who doesn't know how to swan dive yet, <laughs> yeah. jumping into a swimming pool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, she she dives into it, and then the the screen shows her swimming all the way up um, to the garage door. To the garage door, and then um, as she hits the top of the stage, the back screen has like a wave of water that goes up it, and as it comes down, it reveals on the screen um, a ladder leading up to a cloud, and Taylor standing in front of the ladder. And she starts to climb the ladder, and the ladder, like, up into the cloud. That's my best description. And that was all digital. That's all all digital. And then the cloud floats away. Um, And her dancers come out and surround the the center stage. Um, And each of them have, like, a physical ladder with a cloud attached to the top. It's on rollers, and it goes around. Right. And so they bring those out to the center stage. And... um, they were they were artistic. They looked interesting. Yeah, they they felt kind of pointless to me, but I yeah. they looked cool, so I wasn't mad about mm, it. Neat. Right. Um. But then you hear "Meet Me at Midnight" and Taylor appears from the floor. Whoa. Um. Which was really fun. Um. She's wearing a sparkly T-shirt dress. Which do you remember what color it was our night? Because I couldn't find it online so, and I didn't remember. Uh, I think it was dark blue. Okay. Wait. T-shirt. The t-shirt dress? dress. What are you talking about? She's wearing like a t-shirt dress and with like the lavender haze coat on top. Oh, I think it might have been white. Okay. White. Yes, white because I thought it was going to be used for bejeweled. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. So she had she had a white t-shirt dress, white. I think up close it's like white with pink on Probably. it, but it doesn't matter. Um and then she has the lavender coat the fur coat from the music video mm-hmm. and then she has sparkly dark boots i couldn't tell if they were dark blue or, or black but who knows it doesn't matter um the screen is showing lots of imagery of lavender lighted things mm-hmm. so we see taylor um being lit by a window but the blinds are like partially closed and it's all in like a lavender hue and then we see her like lying on a lavender shag carpet yeah and i i actually said to daniel i liked a lot of that imagery better than i liked the music video not on their own but i just liked the cohesiveness and the colors of it the colors you know how that was my biggest gripe with lavender haze was the colors i wanted more purple those are the purples i wanted i didn't see much purple i saw so much I watched it again today and I was like, yeah. You have to show it to me. Yeah, yeah. There was there was a lot of really cool imagery on the screen for this one and, and they just danced, I believe. I don't know that there was a lot of noteworthy movement in this one. So you said that you you liked this 
uh, imagery more than the music video. And I was, you said that to me at the concert, and I was actually kind of surprised and confused because I didn't. I thought it was a departure from the music video in a way that didn't necessarily make it better. Mm. Um, because, I don't know, it was just blinds and she's looking through some blinds. And, and then cl- there were a lot of ladders. There were a lot of ladders. And ladders. I did not see yeah. the 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 connection between the song and ladders. I I I'm 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 just I, I liked the music video a lot and I liked it, the it music was, video a lot too, but I it, it didn't seem like it, it made it any better. The the background imagery was what I craved from the music video. I'm not saying that the music video was bad or that I didn't like it. Just that when I in that first episode, if you hear me complaining about the colors or or anything like that mm-hmm. the colors from these images are I'd like what you to, I want I'd like you to show me okay antihero um antihero's next. next she takes off her coat um on the screen uh we see giant taylor from the antihero music video walking through a tiny city and at first she's just trying to not hurt things but she's big and so she's having a hard time um, and she sits down kind of like, ugh, I can't do it, um, at the bridge. And then at, in the last chorus, she gets up and just throws a tantrum and she's kicking things and stomping and throwing things and um, just destroys everything. And I kind of liked it. It was funny. <laughs> um, After Antihero, we came to Midnight Rain. Mm-hmm. Um, um, she changes her clothes at this point, right? Yeah, well, so not at the beginning of the song. So the platform gets in the middle of the stage, gets higher, and she's up on it. She sings for a minute. And there are um, dancers in all black with black umbrellas dancing around her. Yeah. And then they all come right in front of the platform, and she jumps off behind their umbrellas. Mm-hmm. And they move, and now she's in a leotard. So, I it mean, must have been a pull away. Well, she's just wearing a t-shirt dress, and then underneath is a leotard. Oh. So she just... Takes it off. Okay. Or or maybe tears it away. Who knows? I thought a t-shirt dress. I thought it was more of a dress dress. Uh Uh-uh. It was a t-shirt dress. It was supposed to be, I'm imagining, reminiscent of the t-shirt that she wears in the Lavender Haze music video, where Mm. she's just, like, in her underwear and a t-shirt. Okay. Um, And, And not to mention, every single one of these outfits is absolutely saturated in glitter and sparkles oh, yeah. and I've also and heard crystals. that she had to wear like three or four pairs of tights because she wanted her leg or maybe she didn't want to but she her legs shine when she wears multiple pairs I, so yeah. she wore like three or four pairs of tights so that her it's legs shone and then she also had like a really subtle tan fishnet over those mm-hmm. so that's cool um but yeah so she she comes out um from behind the umbrellas and now she's in a was it dark blue or night it was dark blue dark blue um leotard just covered in sparkles Absolutely. and not sparkles but like jewels like jewels and not like not like oh i bedazzled my shoes but like jewels. actual crystals yeah and she's got a garter I think it's glass i i'm Probably. not sure if it's I don't think it's jewels. Probably. But uh, and she's got a garter on and and her boots match. And I I think this costume is the most representative of the word midnight 
that I've ever seen. Yeah. It was like stunning. Anyway. Um, it's, it, it is representative of comfortable midnight. It's not scary. It's if, right. Yeah, it is. It is. If, if you're, if it's midnight and it's Halloween, it, that's a very different kind of dress. But like the idea of right. this is, this is a, a night out. It's midnight. And right. We're, right. And we're having the, the time of our lives. That's, exactly. This is what this dress is. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she sings Midnight Rain. Not a lot happens. Um, and then vigilante shit. And oh, get that tea in there. Shit. Um, <laughs> this song. It's going viral. It's going viral right now. Yeah. So I'm I'm sure if you've been on the internet and you see anything about Taylor, it is this song. It is. I don't know if it's inspired by, but it it is. Um, in my opinion, Chicago. The musical inspired. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it that is uh, fitting because people have in re- in review of the tour, people have have been saying that uh, this is very much akin to Broadway. The entire mm-hmm. concert is with all these different acts and and the right. production value and and the uh, the just the demonstration of it all. Definitely. And so it makes sense that one of her songs would be just like a, not a ripoff, but like straight uh, an homage to Chicago, right? Right. So basically, if you haven't seen this, which what are you doing? How or the, you or the musical. Um, basically, she she sings her first little bit, and um, and she's being very sensual, very um, like she'll she'll move really smooth and slow, and then she'll snap into something, mm-hmm. um, and then she walks back to center stage where all her dancers have set up chairs, mm-hmm. and they do some chair work, and and the the kind of iconic two bits that everyone is sharing right now are um she like squats over the chair and really slowly starts to squat like squat to sit down in it and then snaps it and so it's like slow 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 snap and it's kind of sexy and then the other part she um she puts her leg up on the chair and then does like a body roll it's it's really well done. And and even if you... It's, it's not even like an attraction thing for me. I'm just like, oh my gosh, she is hot. Like, she's so good looking. And she's just like slaying. But I'm sure other people... You know what? Like, I'll say it. I'll say, it's an attraction thing for me. So, uh... <laughs> I don't blame you. Like, <laughs> like if that's that's your thing, go ahead. Yeah. Like, anyway, it's a very, very, very well done song. I, I, I might, you know, you can call me brave for saying that it's... <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, but I, I love it. And I love it too because now that it's going viral, it's giving this song the attention it deserves. Um, It was a really well done song. Um, And then we go straight into Happy Fun Bejeweled, which woo. is actually my alarm for the morning. Wow. <laughs> Bejeweled. Nice. Um, anyway, Bejeweled was fun. It, it was just dancing. Um, She did do the TikTok shimmer, if anyone was wondering. Uh, the little finger shimmer thing in front of okay. her. Um, I can still make the whole place shimmer. Um, uh, is that a thing that TikTokers have made a, a canon thing? Well, yeah. So they were they were all doing it after the music video came out. Mm-hmm. It went viral on TikTok and someone made that dance up. And so then everyone was doing it. Of course. And, and then she did it and it was cute. TikTok is a whole bunch of monkeys seeing and monkeys doing. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, I, yeah. I'll say initially when I listened to Bejeweled for the first oh, time, yeah. I thought that the nice uh, bit was annoying. 
But yeah. now on, on subsequent, like, listens to the song, I think it's just fun. I agree. I feel the exact same way. And, and part of that is because at the concert, what happens is a dancer, I believe it might switch every night, but I'm not sure. Our night, it was the same guy that does, um, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a little dance solo, and I think they just improv a little dance solo there, and all the dancers and Taylor stand just like, <gasps> the whole time they dance, and then they all go, nice! <laughs> <laughs> and it's so cute. It's such a cute moment. It's so pure. And ever since then, I've been like, that's the cutest little thing, and I love it. Um... And then we go into Mastermind, and the only real, like, notable things from this one that I could really grasp were the floor turned into a chessboard. But it was, like, a weird chessboard that was stretching. It was very Alice in Wonderland. Like, it was circular, it was stretching, it was spiraling. Mm -hmm. Um, But at one point, her dancers come out and stand on... On squares. Squares, and she points at them, and they'll move. Oh, I didn't catch that part. I didn't either, but I watched it today. That's cool. Yeah. Um, but she, I didn't notice it because until I watched it today, and I only caught it because only one dancer moved, and I was like, oh, they messed up. And then she turns around and points the other way at mm. the other side, and they move, and then she turns Ooh. back. Ooh. So she's, like, playing against herself. Yeah. Which I thought was fun. That's cool. But yeah, that was pretty much the only notable thing for Mastermind. And then our finale song, which I think is the best finale song she could have had considering her set list mm-hmm. karma, karma which has become one of my all-time favorites i believe it's in my top five if i'm not mistaken wow um but she puts on a purple shiny for lack of a better word coat it's 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 like <laughs> it, it reflects like foil yeah but it's like the shape of a fur coat um, but she come, she puts that on and then all her dancers come out in the same coat in various colors. It looks so fun. Um, but she just has the funnest time dancing it out to this song with all her friends. And there's the cutest dance here. And I've seen so many videos of it and it's going viral on TikTok. And I love this dance and I can't not do it now when I'm dancing t- to this song. What is the dance? Um, it's a, it's a step ball change, ball change, and then just you touch your foot you touch your foot and then you ball change ball change touch your foot touch your foot just as you're like going down the little catwalk okay it's really cute oh and and they kind of used this as a curtain call of sorts right right um yeah so the band comes down uh the singers come down the the dancers come down and they're all waving and they're all saying goodbye and then as she finishes the song the the music keeps going and she she gives some like verbal shout outs to yeah people and right things. and then uh and as she's as the song is finishing and she's doing all that there are sparks that are shot up into the air they're basically like mini fireworks it was a, those specifically were a little uh, underwhelming i didn't think so they were because they they felt um disjointed from each other like Oh, but- I, there was no, there was. It didn't feel like they came on a beat. They didn't feel like they came with a, a particular part of the song. Oh yeah, it just felt like that's it was true. like a, and then right. It was done. But there was a lot and going on there. The lights later, were going like, crazy. Whoosh. The music was going nuts. The the sparks were going. So I don't think there was really a right. Are you talking about the very 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 end? Yeah. Okay, maybe I'm thinking of something else because yeah, it it, it went crazy. It was like, yeah. 
my only well I, I was sad that she didn't do three songs specifically one because i really thought she was going to do it, mm-hmm. it and it was you're on your own kid which is my number one song right now mm-hmm. and um the lights come up and what do you know you're on your own kid starts playing it's, it's just a recording it's just it. a recording but um i was like how fitting for that to be our goodbye song and then i i don't know if you said it or if i thought it or if i said it but um i was like some somehow it came up that um it probably was just the the album on shuffle but then they accidentally skipped Skip halfway through the song and played a little bit of the next song and then they jumped back, back. <laughs> and i was like no they were supposed to play that song for us to leave to um yeah anyway Oops. Anyway, that is the Eras Tour. Um, let's really quickly go through our grades. So, so, so very quick. I think this is going to go quick, though. Yeah, because I um, don't have a lot to so say. So, going I've back to everything. our personal perception, we both had a 10, right? I had a 10. All right, 10, 10. All right. Um, so, because this is not a music video and with one song, we're going to kind of like uh, just kind of judge all of it together. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into the nitty, 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 nitty gritty. Because mm-hmm. Three hours long, right? Um, and this podcast might be three hours long as well. It'll um, be a doozy. That's insane. We have talked about her tour for as long as she performed it. Longer, longer, because this is a two-part episode, and we've been cutting this down. Yeah. What what you what you get on your podcast listening device is about half of what we say yeah <laughs> i ridiculous. cut so much out yeah, we're getting better at this we're getting, we're still new anyways um so uh for song and this is essentially all, all of it, the songs all the songs uh complexity and intelligences of songwriting i gave it 10 i gave it a 10 okay uh performance 10 10 expression i give it 10 10 uh lyricism 10 10 and message 10 10 all right. Wow, tens across the board. Across Why the are board. we here? Why? Are, what? We could have just done this. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, going on to quote unquote video. This is going to be just basically the whole production of the of the rest of the concert. Um, yeah. So for cinematography, I'm thinking about this mostly as because uh, there were the the big um, screens of mm-hmm. the cameras and whatnot. Right. There were all right. So there were a couple different types of screens. Mm-hmm. There was the back wall. Uh, like where the garage door was, mm-hmm. and there were usually some some more things going on back there than just a camera on tour. Right. Uh, but then there were some some other screens, um, big ones at the back, of, or I guess the front of the of the stadium, and then the sides of the stage mm-hmm. that just were a camera on. Right, like if you were watching a recording of the performance. Yeah, that's what you would see. Um, and for those ones, those were mostly just like like stadium shot angles of things like it, nothing too special mm-hmm. uh but for the uh for the back wall there was some really interesting um animations that went on back there right uh, so I, I i gave it a 10 i for also gave it a 10 uh as for color for the whole thing uh blew me away so i gave it a 10 i also gave it a 10 uh editing uh this one's a little weird I've mostly been looking at this one as the editing of what we saw on the screens yeah. that were part of the concert. Like sometimes they would show, sometimes they wouldn't show Taylor. Sometimes they'd show something else right. instead. Right. 
Um, I gave it a 10. I gave it a 10. It was... Well, and I also think about, like, moments where, like, she's swimming underwater. Mm -hmm. That was really well done. Or the moment where they're beating up the car and they had to edit the car to break at those exact moments. And obviously it had to be choreographed too, Mm -hmm. but that editing was well done so that it worked. So I give it a 10. Uh, Costume, I would have given it higher than a 10. Same. But uh, we we only allow for 10. Someone told us we could only do 10. I don't know who that is. Rude. Uh, Scenic design. So with scenic design, obviously the set, but uh, we've also said that it includes all special and practical effects. Mm -hmm. And so that includes all our sparklers, all our flame balls, all our fireballs. When they threw fire at us. Yep. Uh, And and, and as well as all of the, the... I'm gonna call it projections, uh, mm-hmm. but it's it's all the digital right. um, spaces on, on on the stage and the back wall. This is a straight ten. Oh, absolutely. This is this is much higher than a than thousand a 10, uh, for me. Um, oh, same. Um, ten performance. Ten. Ten. Uh, <laughs> I the the those dancers just had the time of their life. Even the 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 singers were mm-hmm. were, were were were. Everyone had such character mm-hmm. and and. It felt, they felt like people. Right. They were in character when they needed to be, and when they weren't in character, they had characters of their own. Yeah. That were really, like, apparently genuine. Yeah. Direction. Ten. Ten. Um, it was inspired. All every right. bit of it. So uh, that's a perfect 130 <laughs> out of 130 for both of us. <laughs> First uh, time ever. And then uh, let's go to Afterglow Points. We each get uh, the personal perception bonus, so that's two points um, for callbacks. Because our personal perception was, was a full ten, it was, it was right. Yeah, one for callbacks, I gave this three points. I gave it three points as well. I wonder what your what your callback was. I I, I was going through this so fast because I didn't do it until right before we we recorded. So I just did the first thing that came to mind, which was the "Look what you made me do" mountain of Taylor's, where they're all clawing to the top. I chose the 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 T-shirt from Twenty Two. Yeah. Um, Play points. Do you want to go first? Sure. I gave three points to uh, that uh, to the play points. Uh, one point for the costumes, one point for the effects, and one point for the crowd. That's great. Yeah. I gave one point for the heart hands. That really touched me in uh, a place I didn't at know the I end could of be touched. Speak now. At the end of Fearless. Fearless, that's right. Um, I gave one point for her clear vocals without missing a note because that is hard considering she's singing for three hours. She's not just singing, she's dancing, she's running, she's changing, she's, Mm -hmm. you know, doing all this. And she's going to be doing this for so many nights. She's doing this for at least half a year and then... And then more. And then the international. Right. So it was so impressive that she did not miss a single beat, a single note, whatever. So point for that. Um, and then I gave one point to The Perfect Night for showing up exactly when the concert started um, for, in my opinion, what were the perfect seats for the perfect, um, both nostalgic and karma's a bitch surprise songs, um, the perfect date, the perfect music, and literally the best night of my life. That's great. The last question. How well does the concert benefit her songs? I gave it a two. I gave it a two as well. because And this is what I wrote down. Being in that crowd made me tear up multiple times. The concert definitely benefit, benefited those songs. The songs that I normally would not scoff at, but maybe skip or not care about. 
I now have a huge appreciation for Mm -hmm. and love them in a new way. Yeah. Um, uh, anywho, so that uh, uh, means that for the Eras tour, we give a literal perfect score. Not just for one of us, but for both, both of, us. of us. I'm like sad. I feel like this is the end of, forgive my my verbiage, but the end of an era. <laughs> like, my yep. heart is sad. Let's go on to our suggestions. Um, I'll go first. Okay. My song suggestion is... Um, it's called Witch, but it's W I T C H. Each one like W period, I like period. like an an acronym, and um, it's by Devin Cole. Witch is an acronym for Woman in Total Control of Herself, and I'm obsessed with that. I love it, um, and it's it's a bop too. But I love this quote by by the the writer, the singer. Um, they say. Uh, this, the witch, as a symbol of women's resistance, celebrates women's strength, autonomy, and rebellion. And then she goes on to talk about how this song is that. It's using witch as mm-hmm. a female empowerment, and I love it. Um, so that's my song. And for my film, I was going to suggest this last time, and I could not remember the name of it, but I found it. Um, it is called Hello, My Name is Doris. This is a rated R film, so be but careful. You're, but you're listening to an explicit rated right. so podcast chances so. are you don't care yeah. um hello my name is doris um it's featuring sally field and max greenfield um and it's about a 60 something year old woman who falls in love with her young co-worker she she falls for him and um and it's so quirky and cute and um i don't know it, it, they become best friends and it's just it's really funny it's it's quirky it's it's heartfelt and tender at moments um and it's it's like coming of age almost but without it feeling cheesy or cliche Mm -hmm. um but i really enjoyed it so for my suggestions this week my song it's a song called i wish that i could wear hats by brian david gilbert phenomenal comedian phenomenal creator um but this is a short and piercing song about feeling unable to express yourself without feeling like you're donning a disguise um my film it's a tv show that i that i have come to really like because it's very funny um it's called barbie life in the dream i knew it i knew it you were looking at me like that and i was like i'm either gonna be so scared by what you say or it's gonna be barbie life in the dream house so this this uh is from 2012 uh it's it's this canceled series that made hilarious little short episodes canceled like they ended it not like not the internet like the decided internet to them. cancel it. So part of the fun of this show, and, and Katie was the one who actually introduced me to this. Part of the fun of this show is that the characters are all, they are dolls. They are mm-hmm. actual Barbie dolls. It's hilarious. It's hilarious. It's very funny. Very fast paced. I've literally never met anyone who doesn't like it. Like my brothers who are like the most like, oh, that's a girl thing ever. Mm-hmm. They love Barbie life in the dream house. Yeah. That's my, my song and film this week. That's awesome. Um, there's something that we want to announce before uh, we sign off this week. Uh, I'm dying. We're dying. And, but I, I'm dying from work. My, my uh, work graves and, and it's it's a lot to handle with, especially this job. And I'm just dying in general. From And, and so Katie's been editing our, our, our episodes um i tried to but i just did not have the time in mm-hmm. my in my day 
and I apologize for that. Um, but uh, the 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 time commitment for this—it's a hobby of ours. We want to we want to have fun doing this. So we're gonna shift our our schedule from a weekly release to a bi-weekly and that does not mean twice a week right every other week i actually looked up does bi-weekly mean twice a week and it was both and it's i said both. how confusing it's so dumb it, is it dumb. should be semi-weekly for twice a week and then bi-weekly for once every two weeks so uh after this episode uh we'll be continually uh taking a uh, a week of of break so that we can you know spread out our, mm-hmm. our production pipeline um that gives you guys the chance to listen to the episode multiple times to share it with your friends and family yeah and to watch the music videos that we're talking about let me just... and let us know what you think about them give right. us your ratings anywho uh thank you so much for listening to this week's episode next time we'll be taking a look at the music video for ours so be sure to check that out if you love listening to our show please leave a rating or review on whatever platform you're listening on to help our show be seen by more people you can find our scores for every music video we've discussed on our website listed in the description of this episode and you can follow us at osof podcast on all social media platforms thanks again for listening uh, i'm daniel francis and i'm katie ludlow and this has been our songs our films our films